Hi everyone, this is Moni Singh and welcome back to our Teaching STEM podcast and video series. I'm continuing down the path of uh, discussing coding, teaching teaching uh, children how to code. And last time we left off, um, we were talking about uh, the I.O. devices, the input and output devices on a computer. And I want to pick it right back up uh, at the same place. So, um, so, you know, you've kind of discussed with children about the different input output devices that are there on a computer. Now, don't stop right there. And this is where um, the four dimensional learning, I think many of you have heard me talk about um, how we can really make the learning not just one dimensional where the child is learning about a core concept. Yeah, that's the one direction dimension only. We have to accentuate that learning by adding in other dimensions. And uh, one of those dimensions is this, the cross-cutting concepts, right? There are some concepts which actually um, uh, cross over, um, uh, you know, across different learning um, subjects. Uh, let me put it that way, right? So um, they can cross over industries, they can cross over. So for example, here we are discussing computers, um, but there are ways in which you can create connections into other um, learning that the child is involved in. For example, um, you can take the concept of what we're learning here, input and output, and apply that to, uh, let's say, geography, world map, or you can take it um, onto the side of biology, human body. So if you have a child who is in second grade and you're also teaching them about human body, this would be a great connection you can draw. Um, and of course, there are many different kinds of connections you can draw and it's good to um, bring that learning from all different points of, uh, you know, uh, cross connections because that makes the learning uh, stick, stay, you know, and uh, really for the child to connect with what they're learning new. So I wanted to share with you at least a few examples focusing on this input and output devices. So that way you can see how you can uh, create some of these cross connections. So, um, so first of all, uh, we were discussing I/O devices. So if you remember, these are the input, the the devices which bring input into the computer, and then output devices being the devices that take the output out, like bring take bring something out. So for example, a screen on a normal like a regular computer would be an output device, right? It's able to show us. Um, what we tell the computer to show us. And then in, on a touch screen, uh, uh, the screen also becomes an input device because we can touch it and give it inputs. Um, and then you have um, a headset, you know, uh, which is allowing you to hear things coming out of the computer. So that's an output device and so on and so forth. So um, here is a connection that you can make uh, of this with, let's say, geography. So anything to do with world maps and locations that you might be doing with children. Um, let me share my screen and <clears throat> and the way you can do this is by showing to kids um, um, a world map, right? And you can um, you can begin with the world map and you can wherever you are situated, um, you can start there, right? And um, talk about the children, uh, give them a big idea. Like for example, I'm sitting here in the US on the East Coast. So I will say, okay, kids, this is where we are right now. And then let's cross over um, from the Atlantic Ocean. We'll go all over the Atlantic Ocean, move towards the Mediterranean Sea. We are going into this area, uh, which is like the Southern part of Europe or just, um, you know, uh, north of the Africa. So we are going into that area, uh, Iraq, the Middle East, okay? We are going to go right there. And you can start zooming in uh, with the kids. So you're giving them a sense of, you know, geographically where you're heading to. 
and so we are zooming in right into this area which is um, uh, Israel Egypt uh, you know you can see that part um, it, it, that area is so rich in history um, I'm sure it touches a lot of uh, different uh, uh, social studies and other classes you might be doing so it's it's a great uh, connection you can make there uh, and I'm going to tell a story uh, related to input and output so we're going to zoom in further and being just on the east side of Israel between Israel and Jordan okay so right there you can look in the map um, on the top there is the Sea of Galilee you can see it marked up and then we have Jordan River that that flows so there's Jordan River that's flowing um, uh, north to south and it kind of goes into the Sea of Galilee and then flows down further and then towards uh, Dead Sea. Uh, people may have heard about Dead Sea before as well. So remember that map, okay? Sea of Galilee on the north, then we have, you know, and the Jordan River is kind of going all the way and then going into the Dead Sea. Um, so, so what's the story there? And this is uh, one of my favorite stories. Um, and you can have many of your own um, stories, things that you can discuss with kids. So um, you can ask children, uh, you know, have you heard about the Dead Sea? Some people may have, some may not. So it's always uh, one thing that you'll always hear from me is you want to uh, make it uh, very inquiry based so that the children are part of this uh, discussion. Anytime we have a discussion, right? Most of the times we're doing hands-on activities, but when we have a discussion, um, make them a part of it. So some kids may have heard about it, some may not. So Dead Sea basically has a lot of salt in it. I think some people know about it. It's almost 10 times the salt that's in a normal ocean water. And so uh, so it, because of that high saltiness, right? So um, people can float in it. And this was when I actually went to that part of the world, I was thrilled. You know, I, I was, I'm not a swimmer, at least at that point in time, I couldn't swim much. And uh, the moment you put your uh, feet inside the water, your feet just lifts up and you're basically just floating. And it was amazing. Uh, for the first time I could go really swim and <laughs> swim, literally swim. Cause you can swim, right? You know, you're not going to sink and uh, swim as far as I could. Uh, so that was amazing. So people will float it in. You can sit down and just read a book while you're floating without using a floaty. So it's amazing. Um, and uh, and because of that high saltiness, right? Um, no plants or animals can survive in the Dead Sea water. It has no plants, it has no fish, no animals, and that's why it's called dead. Uh, but just north of Dead Sea, so if you remember that map I showed you, um, there's the Sea of Galilee, and the Sea of Galilee actually is very alive. Uh, you actually have lots of restaurants around that um, around that Sea of Galilee, and you basically can eat, you know, fishes which are fished right out of that sea, um, and so fresh fresh sea fishes and stuff. You can actually enjoy that, um, uh, you know, the uh, the dishes there. So uh, both the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee they receive water from one source. It's a Jordan River that's going, you know, across from north to south, and it's bringing water to both the seas. Sea of Galilee is alive, and the Dead Sea is dead. So what's the difference, right? Why do you see this kind of a significant difference between the two seas, which are really just fed by the same source of water? Now this gets really interesting and the way I explain to kids is that uh, with the Sea of Galilee, the input and output, they're working in complete balance. It's perfect. There's in and then there's out, okay? Water is going into the sea 
and then water is coming out. So what, what happens is when the water comes in, it brings a lot of nutrients, all the eroded um, you know, rocks and minerals, they all come in. Uh, of course, the fishes and uh, you know other marine life also comes in there. Um, it comes in, but then there's also an output. So the water flows out, it takes away any excess, unwanted um, stuff. And because of this flow going on, there's life. Everything is normal and perfect balance. But the input and output for the Dead Sea is all messed up. <laughs> water flows in, but there is no output. There is no outflow of the water. The water just comes in. There's no out. You know, if you look at the, uh, the world map, you'll see there's nothing that kind of takes the water out. So what happens is that because the water cannot flow out, it can only evaporate with the sun. So the sun evaporates the water. But then because there's no flow, when the sun evaporates the water, it leaves all that salt, the minerals, the rock, everything that's coming uh, you know, with the erosion, it all stays right there. So Dead Sea gets the input, but has no output and it's dead. So, uh, you know, one of the learnings here is that healthy input and output are needed for something to function. So again, that's just one story where you can connect, you know, you can tie in that geographic connection and bring in some other conversation uh, as you're discussing input and output. One of the other things that I also like, um, uh, you know, taking that input output and moving it into human body. And uh, you can actually ask kids the question about, um, you know, where else do you see inputs and outputs working together? Um, and you can have children shout out different ideas that they can think about of IO devices. Um, you can ask them, do you can you do you think can you think of any organs that are input or output? And you can let children think and respond. Um, when they think of an organ, you can ask them, you know, what does the organ do and what, what kind are they input or, or, or is it an output organ and why? And again, your point is that you want to discuss the explanation and then stretch as needed uh, so that again, the child has know something, but then you are actually able to um, augment that knowledge with some other uh, inputs. Um, so, um, you know, as they think about any of the organ and you can actually have um, some other questions to uh, keep the conversation going in the right direction. So for example, um, you know, okay, what gets outside pictures and scenes into our body? Oh, that's our eye. Right, great. Um, so what kind of device is an eye? And children might say, oh, this is an input device, right? We're able to take in all these visuals all around us. Um, but what else can an eye do? Um, can it water sometimes? Yeah, it can, right? So there's something coming out of the body and it's coming out from the eyes. So it's also an output device. It's taking inputs, but then sometimes you also get this, um, as, you know, the water coming out. Let's think about ear. And, and then you can think about other human um, body, the, um, the input and output organs, like, you know, of course we have nose, we have mouth, we have skin, we have all the uh, excretory parts as well. Um, so it's, it's, it becomes an in interesting discussion. And then you can follow that up with, um, with uh, a quiz time. And we, we, uh, it's so much fun doing it with children. Um, you can actually split your class into um, groups. 
for um, uh, for you know for smaller groups you can keep it as children playing individually for bigger groups you can split into groups of two to three and you can almost make it like a quiz time you know um, uh, one of the ways we uh, we uh, we do it will be that it's a buzzer quiz so when you read the question after that the kids are supposed to say the word buzz <laughs> so that's like they buzz or of course if you have a device you can use a device and the first one to say buzz gets to answer the question and if the if the answer is correct that's great they score a point if not the remaining team get to answer the question and you can keep moving on and um, let me give you some like some questions to think about as that you can make as part of your io quiz again this this is something you can really really um take it in multiple directions and if you are looking to um do a recap of some of the other lessons that might have happened for the class um uh, this can be a very interesting exercise so here are some questions again because we're focusing on io so uh, name an input part in a car and the answer could be any of the things like the petrol intake or the oil intake or washer fluid any of those answers would be correct uh, name an output part on a thermostat right so you could have a screen or or some signal that tells the air conditioning system um, to turn on or off um uh, name an output of your toilet now of course anytime we have discussion about toilet and um human waste um for some children especially for the little the younger kids it becomes a very interesting conversation um <laughs> and goes into some really silly silly directions but of course yeah now the water that's flushing out that's an output uh, name an input for your lawn and it could be seed soil uh, you know fertilizer water uh, so you get the point right you can really um, help kids understand the concept that they're learning and apply it in many different um, other subjects that uh, that you are um, engaging kids with so uh, with that we'll end this discussion keep thinking io and you know when we are thinking we are talking discussing computers it doesn't have to stick to computers right let's stretch that let's stretch it that's very important so keep stretching it and we'll catch you next time take care everyone